This is a Stand Up New York Labs production, providing you podcasts since 2013. When I go to Sacramento, I will pump up Sacramento. 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 Turner Sparks just got married and has moved home to America after 12 years living in China. Sir Michael Ira Kaplan has two kids, a wife, a job, and has spent his entire life in the USA. Neither one can figure their country out. This is Lost in America. Welcome to Lost in America, episode 138. My name's Turner Sparks. I'm Kaplan. You can find me at Turner B Sparks on Twitter. Oh, wait, no, we're not doing Twitter anymore. You can find me at Turner Sparks. We're still on doing Twitter. Oh, wait, I'm still on Twitter. <laughs> you can find me at Turner Sparks on Instagram. You can find Kaplan at Kaplan America on Instagram. You can find, oh, wait, producer Matt, we never ask you, where is, what are your social media handles? Yeah, I try to avoid social media Look for my it. mental health. Look at that. This guy is really classy, son of a bee. Upstate. You're trying to seem all cool like you don't do Twitter anymore, like it's Friendster or something, and this guy doesn't do anything. I do Friendster. Yeah. I'm back (laughs) on Friendster. It's coming back. Yeah. I'm the only person on it, so. You can find me at my name. There was no handle. It was just your name. And uh, Lost in America Pod, at Lost in America Pod, is our, it's the home for this podcast on Instagram. There's all kind of polls up there. There's all kind of pictures, things people... This episode, we're recording this a little bit in advance, but when there's a lot of content you've probably seen the last month. A lot of content. People are commenting. Yeah. Debates getting solved. So just keep it coming and keep it coming with the iTunes reviews, and we're going to be reading a lot when we get back from our... uh, We're going to be reading a lot next week. Well, we got some today. Yeah. We got some... a little uh, tease, and we're going to have some more next week. Some hate mail cap, but before all... Oh, no. And on the the podcast today, we have stand-up comedian Richie Redding. All right. Hilarious comic. Uh, lives here in New York City. He also, when he was 13 years old, he was telling me this the other night, and I was like, you have to tell us more on the podcast, because I just got a snippet of it. When he was 13 years old, his, he's from New Jersey. His parents sent him to Japan for a month to live with a Japanese family as like an exchange, an exchange student. student. Oh. And he was completely lost in Japan. We've never done this before. We've had people like when they were older. Yeah, but college. No, we've, never, I, we've never had a child. This is a first. A lost I didn't in America know children first. went by themselves to Japan. Well, they go to all sorts of countries and exchange students. I guess they? so. I don't know. Well, never, I've never out. met one who's done it. So We're going to find out more about that. But before that, Kaplan, Ruby Kaplan, you have an update. What, what's going on with Ruby? Oh, I just want, yeah. I want, first of all, I want to give a shout out to Serge from Queens. He got married a oh, few weeks ago. I was oh, there. Shout out to Serge. Speaking of that, got, tomorrow is my wedding anniversary. Tomorrow, yep, there you go. I don't, so shout time, out. I don't want a big time Serge from Queens. Yeah. Well, he's only been married for a month. So, you Great. Know. Shout so out was a lovely to him. time. A lot of fans were there. Everyone was talking about the pod. Big listener. And people were mentioning, uh, uh, you know, I was talking about uh, Teddy and Hashem, which is the Jewish name for God last week. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you were t- we, when I left things off, Ruby was very. Uh, you she know, was Gentile. She was a Gentile. Yeah. She's coming around. This is the match. She says to me the other day, she goes, No. Daddy, how does Hashem do it? I was like, what? what? She starts telling me the story of Egypt and the burning bush and how you could touch a bush and it didn't get burned. And she's like, how, do I, how, does, how does he do that? I wish I had that magic power. It's no fair. She goes, it's no fair that Hashem has that powers and I don't. Oh. So she wants to be God. She's got a little bit of a complex. <laughs> this is how it works. These stories get you. You guys, we're co- the Jews are on the rise. We finally figured out a way. We're lo- listen, the we're Chabad l- have figured out a way to tell a story in a way that makes people want to be Jewish. It's we're, been thousands of years. We're losing people every day. <laughs> yeah. Adam Sandler's making a comeback. Yeah. The Jews are really we're coming back. We're on the march, baby. Yeah. You, the Jews will replace ourselves. I <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. That's my update. Take I'm, that, West Virginia. Or yeah, whatever. Virginia, Charlottesville. Oh, Charlottesville. Take that, Charlottesville. Cap, um, if people want to give us money, because we all need money. Yes. 
Listen, we're not making a million bucks out we're here. Not. I, guess, I know people think we are. People think I'm a big Hollywood Jew. You see and me? I'm rich. <laughs> yeah. Not. You see not me? True. You know, down at the Friars Club. I'm you e- see me doing all these big things, and uh, of course, you, of course, producer. I'm Matt. eating little hot dogs every night because it's all I can afford. It's all you can afford. That's what you. I'm you gonna have afford, another heart attack again. If you could afford regular size hot dogs, you'd be eating them. Yes. Many hot dogs are a third of the price. Yeah, exactly. So. Please go to lostinamericapod.com. That's my point. Go to lostinamericapod.com. Click through the uh, Daisy Jones and the Six book in the upper right-hand corner. It'll take you back to Lost in America. It'll take you back to Amazon. Do your regular Amazon shopping. What have you bought recently on Amazon? What We should all go around I and bought talk a, about a that. Cord. I bought a cord. Every time I have a camera situation that needs to be connected, I always, inevitably, I have all these cords from things I don't own anymore. Yeah. Never have the one I need. Yep. It's impossible. They, so, guess where they have it? Guess they have it on Amazon. I Amazon. bought Amazon. I bought a couple extras just in case. And everything, whatever you buy on Amazon, buy extra. Buy, always buy it. In quantity, if it says one, add two. It doesn't matter the price. <laughs> exactly. Because you never know when you're going to need it. And you I, need it for your summer home. Yeah, we have a, we have a wealthy audience. I know they all have summer so, homes. Buy a summer home on buy, Amazon. <laughs> you need like the same thing in both locations. I'll tell you what I did, and this I should have bought two. I bought uh, Natalie Sparks, my niece out there in uh, Washington, D.C., for her birthday. I got her this roller skate shoe things that can kind of be shoes but kind of be roller skates, you know? Yeah. She wanted those. Took They haven't even been delivered yet. It's been two months. I should have bought two. Did you buy them on Amazon? I did. So don't, yeah. Which delivery did you that's pick? Not a good, that's not <laughs> a good advertisement for Amazon. Did you pick that? There's always that, like, no rush delivery, but you get, like, a $5. No, uh, I think they're coming from, like, Egypt Prime or thing that nobody knows how to use. No, 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 no. They're coming from e- Egyptian roller skates. <laughs> Egyptian roller skates. Kids. <laughs> very Natalie well. Sparks. What about you, producer Matt? What have you bought recently on Amazon? A five-pound thing of whey protein and a bunch of toilet paper. Ooh, wow. he bet double that by ten pounds. If you, if you drink enough whey protein, you gotta hit the can a lot. <laughs> you gotta so you need hit that the toilet can. paper. Exactly, <laughs> so double up on the toilet that, paper. Those, they recommended items, and you're like people, who, customers who have bought the whey protein, <laughs> <laughs> bought this Quilted Northern. All right, should we get to Lost in America? Sure, play the music. Oh wait, it's Charmin. Thank you very much. Charmin, uh, <laughs> ultra soft. Oh. I'm an ultra strong man. Oh, ultra strong. All right. Ooh, yeah, I feel I'm not less of a man. I get ultra soft. <laughs> Play the music. <laughs> Back, Kaplan. I'm lost in America this week. I'll t- I-, I need to tell you a story that happened to me very recently. Mm. Here's what uh, this is. Yeah, I don't want to steal my wife's bit, but she's been saying for I mean, a very- she's not doing comedy. She <laughs> can take her bits. She's been saying for a long time. Her big observation in America. She has two. One is that um, if you want to be a cool woman in New York, you have to have a yoga mat. Just that's, walk around with it. Constantly. That's her classic. Her other one is that um, if you want to be cool in America, you have to have autism. <laughs> Wait, what? That's it's the cool. That's her bit. It's the cool new uh, disease. Yeah. Every TV, the yoga mat bit. Every TV show is uh, don't bow out on me now, Kaplan. <laughs> You've been much friends. Every TV show is that the main character has autism now. Every TV show. The good. The good doctor. Oh, I don't watch these shows. All right. Oh, every big. I'm talking like CBS, NBC, middle right. of the week. The percentage is based on what they are on TV compared to real life are a little skewed. Everybody has. A, everybody has autism. Yeah. And then every um, every you know every time you want to you put on ESPN they got a basket they got a kid in high school he's shooting threes he's All got right. autism it's going viral on yeah, YouTube yeah he's nailing seventeen threes in a row he's getting carried oh, yeah. off the court yeah. 
Uh, it's everybody. <laughs> it's everybody. And what I so now that it's everybody, you got to be careful on the train, on the subway, who you talk to. I know not everyone has a subway in their city, right. but here in New York City, there was this dude next to me the other day on the subway. Do <laughs> you love this? I love this story. Because <laughs> they do. There's a dude on the subway the other day, and he's doing a, one of them. Uh, those oh what are the uh, Rubik's cubes? Okay. Now I, I think you have to be autistic to be able to do it. That's that my point. Yeah. But I didn't realize that because I'm still catching up on that. Everyone now has autism, right? And it's, it's that's cool. why I'm rooting for Teddy never be able to figure it out. Yeah, he <laughs> definitely has autism because he he's tries. Yeah. So uh, it's it's uh, this guy's doing a Rubik's cube. I'm the only one watching. It's a packed train, like 5 p.m. He's sitting there by himself doing the Rubik's cube. I, I catch it out of the corner oh, of my eye. Oh, child molestery, watching a kid doing a Rubik's Cube. Sorry, he's not a kid. This guy's like 30. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, he's an adult doing a Rubik's Cube, uh, but he's skinny like a child. You know? <laughs> That's how you like, you like him skinny. Yeah. <laughs> Boyish. He's 125 pounds soaking wet <laughs> on his tiptoes. So he's doing the Rubik's Cube. And no one's paying attention. You know, middle traffic, middle uh, rush hour. I'm looking at him. He looks up at me, and I see he's almost done. And so I give him a little like, hey, thumbs up, you oh. know? Oh, boy. And he look, and then he looks at me, puts his head back down, keeps doing it. Then he finishes it like thirty seconds later, very fast. He looks back up at me. I give him a two thumbs up, and he goes like this and gives me a shh sign. Puts his hand in his mouth and goes shh. Now I think he's joking, right? And so I go, hey everybody, this guy just did a Rubik's cube, <laughs> and I start clapping. I'm not even kidding. I start clapping for him, and everyone kind of looks and starts clapping too, and he gets a little applause break. Oh, you let an applause in the subway? Yeah, all the whole the, everybody looks, sees it's done, and gives him an applause break. That's a nice moment. And he's furious, mm. shaking his head at me, very upset. We get to a stop. At the stop, he stands up, gets out, and I see him walk around to the next car and sit by himself in the next car. You just shamed an autistic kid. Well, you should be. My <laughs> question to you. <laughs> my question to you is: Am I? Are we in an America now? And I'm fine to do this. I'm not complaining. But are we in an America now where I just have to assume everyone, <laughs> is especially autistic. if they have a Rubik's cube, is autistic? Most Americans, if they're not on their phones. Or they're autistic. Or trying to seem cool by reading a book. Yeah. Like me and Matt were the two guys who read books on the subway, I think. Yes. Yeah, I see it over there. I'm reading it. Uh, I, but if you're not either doing, yeah, if you're not doing one of those things, you're not playing Candy Crush or reading a book or listening to a podcast, then you're autistic. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so you have to like deduct. And, well, and you have to be careful because you could be like, he might be autistic. He might be special or whatever, but he could be strong and he, he could be mad at you. And he's going to kick the shit out of you in that subway. <laughs> You gotta be careful. I didn't think I was I, picking a fight. I know, but you're, you're, he said shh, and you're not sh respecting him. No, he shooed me after, after, I think it was after everything. I forget the sequence of events. But I will tell you this for me, I just went into my own brain, because that's all we can do as humans. In my own brain, if I had just finished in a Rubik's Cube, I would have done laps up and down that subway right. car telling everyone about it. I want the attention. Yeah, but I would assume if you're on a subway doing it, you've, you've, he's probably finished it before. Like, it's not like the breakthrough. This is the only time he's ever done it. Yeah, it, I, he really gave me the impression he does this like a couple times a day. Because I've never, I think like the best I could ever do is get like one color done, but then the whole thing's a mess. And you're like, what do I? I couldn't come close. Yeah. There's yeah. no way I could do one color. Yeah. I mean, Teddy's but any, into any it. accomplishment I've done in my life, I want everyone to know about it. I when I'm when I'm home at night, if I do the dishes before Yaya comes home, mm. 
I announce it. You send her a text? No, when she comes, I sometimes I send a text. Dishes, Dishes are done. done. Oh, real proud of myself. Yeah. Sometimes oh, don't have to worry about this mopping. Is, this is with a dishwasher. We should point out, right? Not a, a dishwashing machine. Not not hand washing the dishes. Oh, now I've graduated to a dishwashing machine. So you have, all you do is put dishes in a dishwasher. <laughs> no, you have to half clean them uh, I before. Mean, so and then also if I if I mop if I sweep oh wait you mop and if I if I I'll text it to her and if no response and then she comes home I repeat it because maybe she didn't see the text yeah you want and then credit. she goes I know I know I know you did this sweep I think the best way to I do want, a good I, deed is to not do a collab let someone else notice no but that's not me that's not you I need you'd you know, be a terrible autistic kid <laughs> I'd be the worst autistic plus yeah. I can't do because they don't like attention they don't want clapping these are all things that yeah well that's what I'm learning I'm yes. saying I'm lost I didn't know any of that until real recently but uh yeah that's uh I don't know so what should I do next time just know just, don't, don't you know what my, this is part of being a New Yorker just mind your own business mind my own if business if someone talks to you then you can start a chit chat with them but yeah it's not that's why it's great. You got the head put headphones on, listen to our pod, listen to another pod. Matt, what would you do in that situation? <laughs> in the still on the Rubik's cube here. I was getting distracted by the. We're uh... still on the Rubik's cube, kid. <laughs> would you talk to a random kid in the subway who finished the Rubik's or cube? Would you clap for I... him or give him a thumbs up when he finishes it? Um, I probably just keep my head down, my book on the. I, I had no idea that anyone anyone talking on the subway. I was the only one who even noticed. That's what I'm saying. So, all right. Anyway, I'm learning from you guys. Yeah, that's, that's a Thank good lesson. Much. We've actually learned a lesson today. Our guest is here, Richie Redding. We I want to hear his we story. Have some hate mail to get to? Or we... Oh, we do. Yeah, sorry. We got one last thing to do. Well, we have, oh, this is big time hate right. mail. Okay, we got I a couple gotta... things to read and we'll bring Richie in. Okay, so first of all, we have, so we have some five-star reviews. Yeah. So we'll, let's start with the sugar. Let's oh, wait, should with... we play the hate mail music? Play the hate mail music. Don't hate All right, we're back. Five-star reviews. Let's start with that. First one, this comes from Oki Lane. All right. Big listener. I assume in Oklahoma, maybe. Or Okinawa. Uh, the, the, the Okinawa could be. Yeah, it could be a <laughs> Japanese friend of ours. Uh, the first thing it says, come on, we got a guy they let on the uh, on stage at the Friars. That's his title. I don't know what that means. I mean, I know I got on the, I did the thing at the Friars Club, but I don't know. Oh. Big fan. A great way to oh, this is his review of the pod. A great way to whittle away the hours and not think about the drudgery of life. That's Maybe good. it's from the the kid on the train. That's what we do. Five star review, people, and you keep it short. We love it. Here's another one from our listener Joanna in Atlanta. Okay. OMG, the episode of, on Playboy in Israel was fantastic. Nice. Go back and listen to that with Daniel Pomerantz if you haven't heard it yet. One correction, though, she says, as a woman who has walked through Maya Sharim. That was the religious area. The religious area. We just area. talk about getting pissed thrown at us. Yeah, you guys had pissed thrown at us. Because you were wearing the, cargo I, shorts. Yeah, I said we were not, yeah. Or, I don't know. You're obsessed with cargo shorts. Can't wear cargo <laughs> shorts in Israel. <laughs> she said, one correction, as a woman who has walked through Maya Sharim dressed modestly, long skirt and shawls, I can attest that they still threw Ziploc bags of water at us. But she didn't get pissed because I got she bad was news for you, Joanne, in Atlanta. That wasn't water. Yeah. But it's holy, refreshing. But holy shit, was that an awesome episode. But uh, who knows where Captain America would be now had he chosen not to go down the road backpacking people. 
Wait, on the road packing PB and J sandwiches. Remember, too. I talked about how I could have been a. I almost took a job in Israel packing soldiers' lunches. Oh yes, yeah, so she's saying could, back uh, bagging soldiers' lunches in Israel. Would you wanted to sandwich. join the Israeli army so then you could come back here and get an American chicks based on the fact that you're an Israeli. But who soldier. knows what my life would be like? She's got a point. Like I could be still there. I may never it's come back. Still, you're right. I might be lost in America. Just come back. It could be a whole. Now the war. let's get to the hate PTSD. Mail. Who knows. You ready for this, producer Matt? The hate mail. Here we go. This is from Randy Lee. Oh, our former producer. Mm. He says, "Hey, idiots! It's any Emmy award-winning producer, Mr. Randy <laughs> Lee, over here. I heard your episode with Daniel Parafan, where you blame me for your sound not working a few months ago. I did that on purpose. That episode was trash. <laughs> you think America wants to hear the three of?" Uh, wait, you think America wants to hear you three out of shape dumbasses blab about blab on about Columbia for an hour? I did your audience a favor. And one last thing: if you're gonna na- if you're gonna rename Robert E. Lee High School, name it after producer Randy Lee. I mean, how do we not think of that? That's a I, great point. I Every no high school in America even got the R. And then he says, "P.S. Tell it. producer Matt not to walk home alone at night." <laughs> Whoa! Just saying. That's a threat, Matt. How's your self defense? I wrestled in high school. I'm ready to take him. <laughs> oh. He takes. He eats that whey protein. He's ready. I don't think Randy Lee knew about that. Take that, producer Randy Lee. All right, let's get Let, our guest in. Richie, Richie Redding, come on in. All right, we're back with our guest, Richie Redding. Welcome to the show. Yeah, dude. Thanks for having me. Thank yeah. you for doing it. Yeah, thank you for being the best-looking doppelganger that I've ever had. All right, I know. This is your doppelganger this you is were talking it. about. Yeah. This guy's better looking than you. Oh, come on. <laughs> As, I think he's a very handsome chap. <laughs> uh, but because you told me, like, you just messaged me, like, hey, people think that we're each other. Yes. But And when you said that, I cringed because whenever somebody tells me that I look like somebody, I'm always having a great day. And, oh, and yeah. it's like, you know who you remind me of? And I've gotten, like, Quentin Tarantino. It's like, oh, fuck. Yep. I like, that. That's, right. that, that's not something that like that's not a feather in your right. cap. You want to be like your art reminds you of Tarantino, but not your looks. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm sitting here having your writing a good day, skills, feeling confident. Do you get it a lot that you look like someone that you remind someone of someone they know? Yes. All so the do time. I. Okay. Me too. So do we just have that face? Just have that punchable face. It really I is. A, I get it a lot <laughs> from like Russian cab drivers. I always think I remind them of some Russian boxer or East, yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Like, like one, of the, one, of the, one of the Klitschko brothers. Really? I was like, the, You've got an yeah. Eastern European brow happening yeah. there, which is better than I mean, yeah. The best. A long time ago, people would say this Nick Lachey one, but then someone said I look like Steve, a white Steve McNair. <laughs> you do look like a white Steve <laughs> McNair. So Air McNair. That was my favorite. Steve Air McCap. But then he died, and I felt sad. I was yeah. Like, died? Yeah, he died. He got a while. shot in his car, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. Yikes. They were coming for me, and they got they don't see color. <laughs> so, <laughs> they were real Democrats. They didn't see color. Thank goodness. They shot the wrong they got, guy. Yeah, I got away with it. So, it's always for me. It's you're from New Jersey. Yes. Okay, so I I honestly think I I went to University of Miami. Mm-hmm. Never in my life had I think maybe when I was a kid a couple times people said I looked like somebody, but when I went to University of Miami, the entire school is from New Jersey. And everyone started saying, it happened all the time. We're like, oh, you remind me of this guy I knew in high school, someone I knew. I wonder if it's you. I wonder if I just was reminding everyone. Where'd you you. go to high school? (laughs) Yeah, uh, it seems unlikely. Did did you go to camp? 
Everyone well, said they knew, they knew me from camp. Okay, so you just reminded me. But I, no, I was freakishly small as a kid. That I was, people remember me as the, like the kid in high school that looked like he was in grade school. Me too. But um, do you have a young face? Yes. Okay. Baby same. face. I'm 40 now. Is what You're I'm 40. I'm 37. Yeah. Um, but baby face podcast. My freshman year, there it was a game that you could walk up to any Jewish girl at Penn and say, "Do you know Yehuda?" And she'd be like, "Yehuda Nuremberg." Like, of course, it was like <laughs> Wait, shout out. It's a real name. <laughs> at least 10 guys got laid because they just walked up to a stranger and pretended that they knew Yehuda. Oh wow! It was amazing. But was why was who was that? Who fucking knows? I don't know. But this guy. <laughs> Wait, I had friends who do the same thing. They would. This was their pickup line. They would go. Wait a second. This was like senior year. They'd be like, "I know you. Did you take freshman math?" And when the girl goes, "Yeah," you go, "I knew it. We had class together." And then you just you very quickly start talking about something else, and yeah. they forget that they had no. This yeah, is what he used good. to like be like, kids. Oh, it was easy. Exactly, it was yeah. easy yeah. to get laid. Pre-apps, Pre-apps yeah, <laughs> yeah. But but Yehuda was uh, like he, he was Player. just like the king of Camp Fancy Jew. So it was like <laughs> I wouldn't expect a guy named Yehuda. Did you, Huda did to you know Huda Huda Huda? No, I didn't go to Penn, but oh yeah, but who yeah. knew? I, I didn't know every Jew in the Northeast. But yeah, I didn't know <laughs> the guy could get laid off that. I, so for sure, I could pretend. When you were thirteen, <laughs> is that the age your parents sent you to Japan? Yeah. Okay, what to do as a foreign exchange student? Well, they didn't like, you know, put a stamp on me and just send <laughs> You're it. You're out of here! <laughs> yeah, all right, buster. <laughs> uh, so when I was in, I want to say seventh grade, we had an exchange student named Yuko. It was a Japanese girl from Daiwacho, Japan, which is uh, near Hiroshima. It's like really rural area of Hiroshima. And so she stayed with us for almost a full year. And then two years later, I went there. It was like an actual the, exchange. You have to do it that way, right? You can't. Well, I think you can, but like, well, there was, there was like four of us that went over there and we, I was the only one that actually had a relationship with, you know, Did you stay with, with her fam- family? Yeah. Okay. Oh. Only, shouldn't you do it at the same time? Isn't it like a swap? No, it was way better. Than, yeah, it wasn't like that wife <laughs> no, swap TV yeah, show. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. always wondered how those exchanges Because it'd be so great because they that, probably don't do it that be... way because then as a parent, you're like, this kid's way better than my kid. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what happens with an American boy and a, a Japanese <laughs> girl trade family. That's a way better version of that if show. If I could send my kids off and get some Japanese kids who behave or something <laughs> yeah. or yeah. study. Finally, a kid that can play the violin yeah. around here. <laughs> uh, Entertain me. So was she your same age? No, she was like three years older. Okay. But it, it was great it was it was a blessing and a curse because you know her her english got really good when she was here and because of her pretty much speaking perfectly english and there was a guy there who was this like 23 year old dude <laughs> named oli who was a uh a, a unc grad i kind of didn't need to learn japanese you know like yes. everything was just, you were just translated. hanging out with a 23 year old guy when you're 13 <laughs> in japan yeah and, oli? Uh, yeah uh, shout out oli and that sounds like a name of a guy who Wingman. He was like selling drugs on the street corner, even in like, Japan. Oh, I got a thirteen-year-old so, help me sell to the younger yeah, kids. I was there maybe five days when I had my first drink ever. Nice. And um, yeah, That's so like, you're a man. It's thirteen. Bar so my. My freshman year, I know for a fact I weighed seventy eight pounds. So wow. I might have beefed up at this point to a, to eighty five, right? Wow! And I'm drinking for the first time ever at a uh, at a. Japanese professional soccer tournament or soccer game. It was the, I don't know the opposing team, but I know for sure that it was the Hiroshima Flash, which is 
a pretty crazy name for yeah. a Her city that got, <laughs> that got hit with a fucking nuclear oh, yeah. bomb. Yeah. yeah. But um, the thing that was so bombs. Yeah. So it was like, you know, I maybe had like three Japanese beers, but when you're 85 pounds, that's all it takes. It was 5,000 Japanese dudes in green Afro wigs, and they're all, you know, they're obsessed with European soccer culture. Yeah. So they don't let, I mean, first of all, the name Flash, they can't pronounce, and they don't let that get in the way (laughs) of them them chanting, ole, ole, ole. Yeah. So for like two days afterwards, I'm I'm running around, ole, 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 (laughs) ole. Had the green Afro wig. It was dope. You gotta be, when people, in Japan, Japan, do they pick? I don't think they do, right? They don't pick English names, right? That's a big thing in China. They're yeah. like, just call me Steve, call me Charlie. Yeah, no, there was none of that. Yeah, that I encountered. With those names, but, you got to be careful. Yeah, uh, actually, well, so to back it up a second, it was so that they hit, hit on two things. So I went this like the same year, and I mean like two weeks after I think the uh, the Waco thing. The, uh, David Koresh. The, yeah, David Koresh. The Waco and, thing. And, yeah, seventh, <laughs> and, yeah, they were Seventh-day Adventist. Yeah. So because I went to a Catholic school, they put me in the private religious school in Daiwacho, which happened to be Seventh-day Adventist. So my very Christian parents are already like, like, okay, so, you know, if they... If they try to like get you to join anything. <laughs> the Japanese Waco? Yeah, yeah. but right. But there was like... I've ne- it, there's never been anything closer to being a celebrity than being literally the first white American kid that a school for, full of Japanese girls has seen. Oh my it gosh. was like a Menudo video, dude. Like oh. literally getting chased down hallways of just these chirping like 15 year and they're all in like the you know the schoolgirl outfits. It's oh. it, like one could have easily had a fetish for the situation, but. The bummer of the whole thing, no pubes on Richie's peener at this point. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I could have been crushing Japanese puss if I went back. Oh. But, parents just sent me when you're 15. Yeah. Well, okay. probably, like, 19 for me. But, <laughs> yeah. unfortunately, don't just like blow it. So they put you in school. I didn't realize that Yeah, part. so I actually had to go to school. But did they what, t- but did what do you study? They basically had me teaching English no, to, put you to work. them. Uh, and it was like, but but you know, I, it was also a lot of like, um, I had to kind of recognize their customs, which meant giving away five hundred packets of baseball cards and like, and but but kids were like taking their watch off or like you know like one kid tried to give me his shoes to because, trade, just because I gave it like it's like you brought hi. those with you from America, yeah, and oh. it's like hi, nice to meet you. You know, here's these tops cards from '93. Yeah, and a kid literally fucking takes off. Like, here's a Will Clark year three card. It was a racket, dude. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and so you did you have to study anything? It was ridiculous. Like I, I, I learned some Japanese, like just to get by, like just kind of like point at shit. But yeah, I mean, no, because the classes are being taught <laughs> to them in Japanese, right? Yeah. yeah. So you just hung out in class. And they were being taught in Japanese, and you just like hung. Yeah, I had to go like every other day, and I was there for it Sounds was. Awesome. I think it was over a month, but what was rad about it was that it, so it was this cultural exchange program, right? So they they only want to show you the best of of what they have. So it was nothing but all these free trips. First of all, the whole trip was free. They like you know it didn't cost my parents anything other than like just spending money while I was there. And Wait, who paid for the trip? 
the townships. It was that like Daiwacho and Galloway Township had an ex- a cultural exchange program. Oh, they're like sister so when they, when they of, came to a, of a, which I was the only benefactor. I was gonna say. <laughs> well, and this amazing. girl who came to your house, I guess, yeah, in New Yuko Jersey. Also, did yeah. you pay for that? Did your parents have to pay for any of that, or they're just? I mean, they they. they she had spending money while she was here, but you know they fed her. I like how this like cultural that. thing. It's like let's gonna show this girl New Jersey. This, <laughs> yeah, this is the I mean, it was no show. less random than yeah. Daiwachi. Yeah, you know, it's just this rural. And area. they were just sister cities or something like that. Decided like let's try this. They decided that year. They but were you were the cities. one kid. Yeah, uh, one of four. Yeah. Okay, but there they was got two p- Japanese girls that came over. Four of us went back. Four Americans. Yeah, but um, trade. So, but at any rate, so it's nothing but showing us like the best of the best. So there's all these parties and stuff. That, that they're having at like only the richest people's houses and they're showing us all the coolest stuff in town and, and every party is just trying to outdo the previous party amazing so it, it was like again it's one of those things that it was so lavish that i couldn't really appreciate it then but it was like just yeah dope you know so it was like what part of japan was it like where is that south yes very south it's in an island uh is it connected to, i, I mean, mean it's, it's connected island, but it's connected yeah. to the main part yeah probably gonna get listener mail of like he's wrong yeah, whatever yeah. Yeah. we actually do have listeners in japan but they get yeah. yeah very we're wrong most of the time um on most everything so here's i it's been so long that i forgot about a bunch of this stuff so i, I want to get back to the house itself and and the yeah. and the experiences that they took us on but um the okay so i want to say this was around the same time as the wesley snipes movie <laughs> with, well ah it, it wasn't red dawn it was uh, the, like Rising Sun or something like it. It was with the Yakuza, right? Okay. So all we know about Japan basically is that Wesley Snipes' movies. Is that <laughs> Wesley Snipes' movies? That's not what my first answer would have been for movies was. No, no, all that we have to know, all that we know about the Yakuza is that it's the guys with curly hair. Right? Okay. So it's like if you see it, and I think they actually say it Tattoos in the movie. It's like if you see a guy with a perm, a Japanese guy with a perm, he's fucking Yakuza. He's the mafia. Right. Yeah. The second I get off the plane, I see Yuko is there and her and her father has the craziest perm you've ever yes! seen in your life. Like, yeah. Oto, Were you excited? Oto son. So I, I, I'm laughing about it. Like, dude, this, this is, is great. Exactly. I got a mob dad? <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> Sweet. Way Japanese than... mob is way cooler than My new dad's New, new Jersey mob. Yeah, let's ice somebody. <laughs> we'll get away with it. Yeah. And, uh, so, you know, we get to the house and uh, <laughs> the house itself is, uh, it, it, they're, they're well off, right? Yeah. But the house is actually connected to, uh, you know, and it's all the customs that you have your shoes off. And I, I had a nice room. There was a, a sliding, you know, like the paper-ish type door and stuff. And oh, yeah. I was downstairs and uh, the only other downstairs room what, so next, like paper wall is divided, dividing me is their shrine room, their Buddhist shrine room, and then another paper wall, and it's I believe it was Obasan, which is the grandma. <laughs> and she is 1,000 years old. She's yeah, old. Sure. She's a Japanese grandma. Yeah. yeah. Every morning, like half an hour before the sun comes up, I hear, ding! Oh, grandma. Yeah, yeah, and she's like, but it, and it was like just enough that I could almost like see into the room of uh, that like she's she's doing whatever the the Buddhist 
shrine ritual. You guys sort of see through the, those paper wall paper, things. Yeah, paper and, walls and it's in, but it just <laughs> yeah. sounds so like so creepy. Oh, you know, I'm no. sure she's giving thanks and praise or whatever, but it just yeah. sounds like to the untrained ear. Yeah, that's Satan. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but, um, so the so the family business is uh, it's called Tazime Water, and they're they're situated on this hillside that has a natural spring occurring in it and it was and, and this was way back then so it was actually the, it was a, wa- a a bottling water plant water bottling plant that was driven by water pressure it's great so cha-ching, so, cha-ching, the, cha-ching. so the pressure <laughs> of the water itself moved the bottles around and the workers that you know like all just, mob oh wow yeah so for the month that I was there, and so the water runs right into the house, I was showering, peeing, and pooping in, into the water that's like five bucks a bottle now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I grew up, I've been saying this, we said this before on the pod, I grew up with a, a well, uh-huh. like in Northern California. I've been trying to convince my parents for 20 years to bottle it. It's from the Sierra Local. Nevada mountains. Yeah. Yeah. Call it Sierra Nevada spring water and just sell it. Yeah. And it's because it's like we don't. There's no purifying system. There's no anything. Right. You know, it just comes out of thing. But I got to be like the uh, well, Yakuza sh- family. Uh, my, I know they have water in here. Yeah, my, my so, uh, by your mom, dad. <laughs> yeah, my parents. Just, a- <laughs> my parents just moved from a, uh, a river house in New Jersey where it, it was all it was brackish water. It was cedar water, but if you it was super clean chemically. But if you walked in like past the stones and got into the mud. You would sink like up to your thigh. It was just the grossest mud. But I was, oh, right. I was always convinced that you could sell that for like ten bucks a pound. Yeah, oh, yeah. Just river mung. Yeah, and you, oh, the, the the mud itself. Yeah, I'm sure you rich chicks are like bathing. Cures what ails you. It smells like shit. Yeah. yeah, get in there. Wow. So a month there, and uh, and did you? Did they try to teach you Japanese? Like, did you take a class in Japanese? Yeah, I mean, I. Yeah, they were they like were, that was part of the they thing. were they were you know we were we had to take the uh, like hiragana and katakana and stuff like that so to to learn how to make the the shapes and 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 all that but it was like it, it was the opposite of immersion you know it was like yeah. it, it was like drip drop a toe in come back out and you're speaking English and they and and all the kids uh, there wanted to speak English to sure. us yeah and Yuko spoke English and um, I mean I was I was pretty much immediately drinking seven days a week with uh, thirteen seventy five pounds with either Oli who is just a frat dude I wonder where this, where's 20, Oli now do you know I love how you and this twenty three year old guy are like best friends out there oh yeah yeah was yeah. he one of the other students. No, he was an employee of Daiwacho Township, and he was there. I got to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, he was. He's the original uh, Turner Sparks. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, the dude was super cool. He was a polyglot. Like he, he had, he spoke like six or seven languages. But um, sorry to explain what polyglot. Yeah, is. no, I wouldn't know yet. I, I, I I, you know, uh, <laughs> trying to figure it out. Uh, it's like a robot. Or something. He's now in. <laughs> he is now in Norway. But at oh, any rate. Just drinking with thirteen-year-olds in yeah. Norway. So it's legal so, there. So part of the reason that I'm well, first of all, I'm eleven years sober now. Yeah. And day one, I actually remember day one after this game, and I'm just fucking hammered. Uh, I remember thinking to myself, at some point, I'm going to have to quit this. It was like, wow, I love, church. I love this too much. Really? Yeah. And like the next day, I'm, I'm drinking. I sake. love this. Yeah, I'm drinking sake for the first time. So it's uh, like that's like it, most so, people don't try sake till they're in their twenties, right? But um, it was a house of all daughters, 
and this it's the honor of the son it's the duty of the son to pour the sake for the father that's so, why they brought that's why they brought you there so, like, i need yeah. a boy to pour, pour a son. sake yeah so i'm immediately mob the sake dad boy. A son, yeah and mob dad mob isn't going to let <laughs> You know, he's not going to drink totally by himself. So it was like five to one. The dude was the highest function alcoholic I've ever seen. That's like, great. he's putting away a bottle of sake every night, just fucking, just, like, just his maintenance. And is there you know? any, there's no, like, is there any stigma attached to what he's doing amongst the family? Or it's just no. like, that's just that's dad. They thought it was funny. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Well, that, and they got a break. It, like, they didn't have to sit there and watch this bright red jackass try to find himself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But so Oli had this whole other hustle. Well, well, pin in that for a second. That um, also, even when they weren't giving me sake, they're like you know they they lived. It was very rural, but they uh, they were a block away basically from this country intersection where there was a Sapporo machine. Just like, like, like a, at a um, stop vending sign. Machine? Vending machine? Yeah, there's just a you could buy a beer. Awesome. A, yeah, so I could just take a few yen, throw it in there, pound a beer, and then go back home. There's no <laughs> way to stop my You were like a full blown alcoholic at age 13. Immediately. Just sneak in a beer? How many yeah. countries have, have vending machines in a beer? That's... Well, right. And it's like only ones that have the honor system where no kid would dare break the law. Yeah. <laughs> but you're like, but you're the American. Yeah, sneaky ass American midget. What did it seem? A 75-pound kid. So well, were the police or anybody, if anybody saw you, would you get in trouble or just like, yeah? Uh, no, I, dude, we were celebrities were celebrity. in this town. Yeah, it was Celebrities can do whatever they want. Like, yeah. the Once again, kids. so Oli had, Oli was, <laughs> Hilton legit, Oli was a legit celeb in the town. He was 6'2", blonde hair, blue eyes. He was the Beatles. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and he spoke Japanese, so... There was there was a few times where I would take part of this hustle with him, that we would just go into the grocery store, and he would just be like he he'd be like he would pick stuff up like looking all confused like what in the world is this, and then just walk out with it, and then some lady would come over and like you know do the whole bow thing and offer dinner, and like you know they offered dinner. Like yeah, put, <laughs> you know the whole like, like, thing. No, it's not, it, would be, it would be like put this down. I'll cook for you. No, uh, yeah. And by the time he got out of the store, we would have traded up to a richer family that would also have offered dinner, and then he would gracefully what? bow just out just because you were an American. Yeah. Basically, it was crazy. So he would hold up it, it like was, it was the like nicest frozen food or something. It was the nicest town of people you can possibly imagine. Oh, he wasn't hitting on these women. He was just like getting, getting a, free a free meal. Free meal? Yeah. yeah, he was playing the system. But that, but he was also smashing for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is like, uh, and uh, do you ever do this? Thing? Where'd you go to college? Uh, UPenn. Penn. UPenn. Okay, so with Yakov uh, uh, Nuremberg or whatever. Yeah, like Miami University. Actually, it was Nuremberg. No, we would do this at football games. Nuremberg's a weird name for. As a student, <laughs> no, as a student at, at college football games, if you actually go to the school, like University of Miami, you just find like old alumni and be like, hey, we go to school here. And they're like, oh, and they give you like food and beer. Uh, not yeah. at Syracuse. But that didn't uh, work there? No, no. But I yeah, feel like that's, that's the version of he was doing it, you guys were doing in Japan. Yeah, but it was so intentional. And like, you know, he would just fumble on shit. So it's like hold up like a, a, a what, a walk? What do you and do be like, what rice? is this thing? <laughs> yeah. And like, oh, don't worry about it. Yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. And, and uh, so... 
So there wasn't a lot of foreign so you people. To, in you learned to None. con. He was, like, he was like the one American. Yeah. Wow. And it was, it was still. This is the skills you learn, though. When you send your kids like, abroad, they'd learn how to. Even when I lived, when I moved to Suzhou in 2004, it, there was, you would see like one other foreign person a day. Yeah. But it was, and then you had your group of friends who were maybe like 10 of us, you know, mm-hmm. they were about the same age. But it was. To be the only person in that town, that's like an extra step. He was in it, dude. And yeah. I feel like this is when... Tri- and that's why he was so psyched to have me. It's like, you know, a guy with... Someone a, else to hang it, out with. It, well, and the other three kids were turkeys. Like, sure. Like, they never got the invite to hang out. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile, me and this grown man are getting hammered. It's, it's amazing, because like, uh, this is like when Japan was like China is now. Like, this is... Right? I mean, Japan, early 90s are talking about? Is that... In well, it's still way more developed. But oh, I, China I mean, is like, now. Maybe. I mean, like, the way... Like, not... Like Chinese now, but like the way, like as like a country to, in America, they'd be like talking about Japan's going to take over the world. Sure, right. the economy, the, the economy. And all that stuff. So it's amazing that on this, but in Japan, they see an American and just like worship, <laughs> like you know. Yeah, whatever. it was crazy. The economy was yeah. You're, I, it, you know, it was like co- still like the Japan Japanese was the economy to get into. Yeah, exactly. What I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. It was the plastics of the that. Would have been the, the, yeah. the language we would be teaching the kids, and if my Teddy school was At going the on. The high then. school in our town, yeah. they taught Japanese. That was one of the languages. Yeah, you could that learn. was now, the perceived now language. I you now it's anymore. like French. Yeah, no, it's it's French. Chinese or something. Right? <laughs> no, I mean it's it's got Japanese has gone the way of the French. It's gone or the, the way yeah. of the Latin. And it reminded me on my way here, like just kind of jogging my memory, thinking about this stuff. Going overseas very young, definitely shines a light on how dumb the kids at your high school are yeah that like I remember getting back and it was like this meathead football player is like you went to Japan this summer huh dude like yeah he's like you talk Chinese now Yes. <laughs> Wait, the exact same thing has happened to me. Perfectly. But the yeah. opposite. Just, yeah. yeah. They're like, oh, you went to China? You speak Japanese? Yeah. Or I was like, do you even speak Japanese? I'm like, no, <laughs> I don't. And I don't have to. I remember my barber, uh, shout out, Barber John. Uh, the, not him. Someone at his barbershop. Big so fan of Chairman. I, yeah. the, the, speaking fake Chinese is very different than speaking fake Japanese. You just have to go guttural for fake Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> you start anything with Chinese is that anything uh, hello my name is Richie nice <laughs> it's, it's thank you very much hello my name is Richie what did they call you they called you Richie uh, Lichi-san <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah Lichi-san Lichi-san have you been back to Japan no I uh, gotta go man do comedy I, yeah I for sure want to yeah yeah, Foucault, homecoming. Ollie I just, Horn. Find, I just have this thing oh. where I, I like, I, I've been very fortunate to see the world without ever paying for a, uh, a you know, transatlantic ticket. Right, uh, trying to keep the streak alive. Yeah, someone's got to pay for it. I'm like, I'm like eleven trips deep without ever having to bought my, buy my own way. Oh, yeah, which is pretty cool. That's a, a good accomplishment. We should shoot for that. Where have you been? It's not going to happen on, on someone's <laughs> um, It was a lot of rowing stuff because oh. um, I was on the U.S. Junior National Team for for rowing. So there was uh, there was some like world championships and stuff like that. And it, it was it was uh, the rest of it was was kind of all rowing and then comedy. What did rowing you do? Comedy. Where was the rowing? Like, uh, where'd you guys go? This is the United States team you were on? Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah, I was the little guy that steered boats. I was the coxswain. Coxswain's got to be little. How do you become yes. the best at that? I mean, that? you could be a fat coxswain, right. but... <laughs> you keep that's sitting a, there drinking all those beers. You gotta, yeah. you gotta be really good skilled if yeah. you're a fat coxswain. It's uh, discrimination, if you ask me. But I, right. was, I was extremely fortunate that I had, um, I had coaches... I had a coach that was a coxswain, um, but, you know, like, when he was in high school, and then this guy... 
uh, who's a, a rowing legend, and especially in my hometown, this guy Stan Bergman, who was the coach at Penn. He was the reason that I went to Penn, and he he kind of took interest in me early on, and like you know, it, he basically just gave me the right attitude because like it's you're going to suck. Like there's no way to just get into a rowing boat and and just know what you're doing. You know, yeah. it's not intuitive. It's not it's not a thing that you that you grow up with. So it's a really steep learning curve. And if you can get pretty good at it in high school, you'll be at the top of the pack. How do you get good at it? Um, it's a lot of it's a lot of listening, a lot of learning, a lot of making mistakes. But okay. there, I mean, it, 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 let's put it this way: it took me I, eight years of doing it before I really truly understood it. And at that point, I had already won. Like I'd already been in like two world championships, won two national championships in college and raced internationally like seven times before it was like, oh, wait, I actually get this. (laughs) And are you like a coach in the boat? Is that the idea? Yeah. You start out as a cheerleader in the boat and or like a motivator. Yeah. And then you turn into a coach as you as you get better at it. Row. Row. Exactly. You're ready. It's like a conductor. (laughs) (laughs) But that's way off track. So uh, in thinking about stuff that that happened in Japan, I just want to touch on a few things. So seeing the difference in American work ethic versus Japanese work ethic was so phenomenal. Well, first of all, it was like it was summer session for school for them. And these kids killed it in school. You know, like just... No fucking around. Really? Yeah, and like no loudmouths. No loudmouths. So you had to go just, to summer school. Just to, yeah, it was with, it was there. Like well, they do year round okay. school. Yeah. But you know my. Well, really, but, they go year round. Yeah, but the host that would save me so but, much money on camp. Okay. But the host kids would get home and do three hours of homework, like you know, just nose the grindstone oh, yeah. without even thinking about it. Yeah. But what really uh, put it, you know, like front and center was that. The the scariest weather event that I've ever been privy to was uh, they had said that we were there during monsoon season. It was like you know, oh well, there could be a monsoon, <laughs> and like like it's one of those things that you can't really like conceptualize. Is that it, typhoon? Uh, oh, actually, yeah, typhoon. I'm sorry. Yes, it was typhoon. Typhoon's a Japanese Ty- word, right? Yeah, it was typhoon, yeah. not monsoon. I'm sorry. Uh, and it was full on karate kid to downpour. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, like, you know, and you're in, you're basically in a paper house, right? That's on a fucking mountainside next to grandma. Yeah. And where it's like, I think it was like eight o'clock in the morning and the house starts shaking. Uh, we go outside, like, you know, we, we all like kind of meet and like the house is literally shaking. You can hear this crazy shit happening. And we go out front. And there was, so they, they also owned, well, another very cool part of this house or this family was that they, uh, they owned the rice paddies in the mountain across the street from them. These people are loaded. Yeah, they got money. And as everything starts shaking, they go out front and we see this landslide that is coming down the mountain at the house. And it's probably, so across the way from this, it's probably five football fields wide and it goes and it's like 10 terraces worth of of rice patties with nothing that, you know the reason that rice patties can get wiped out really easily is that there's no root structure so 
yeah, a couple feet of rain gets dropped in like in a few hours, and this th- this entire mountain is hauling ass straight at us. Jesus! Christ. So we're just staring this shit down. Like everybody's just like brain. And you're in a paper house. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's like, it's like I, I'm, I'm watching um, this thing. Like, like, let's go somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, but I don't realize that this is like part of their weather, and Jesus. they have these enormous storm sewers. That so it's like you know it's coming down it's and it's just just not it's just a wall of fucking mud and it hits the, what I think is going to wipe out the whole street but it basically hits goes down and splashes back up and then like you know there's a little bit of overflow but it pretty much is like you know the the road has like three inches of water on it but like ten feet of water is just hauling down this pipe off uh. to the sea. So we're watching this thing. I'm just like blown away by the oh, like. I want to see that. I'm in a panic. <laughs> I don't want to go. That it's like, all right, well, school's off today. Everything's off. Yeah. yeah right. can- the house is exploding. Cancel the egg hunt. Yeah. Like 20 minutes later, it feels like it might have been an hour later. A boat shows up, <laughs> right? It's it's a, a Zodiac boat, like the, the the rubber ducky boats. Yeah. From the township. And it's some, you know, some township official is driving it to drop off the workers for the fucking bottled water company so that they can work that day. Wow. Oh, Got to keep working. Gotta, people need water. Those, uh, they, they got there in a rubber boat in a sewer. Oh, my <laughs> To get God. to work. Did school cancel at least or no? I did not go to school that day. Oh, there you what go. What about? But that was like probably because I was a bitch. Did, mo- did mob dad work? Oh, mob dad stays working. <laughs> he always works. Were the daughters allowed to drink with him? Or, or do they drink? They did not. They just don't they like just it? didn't. They don't do it? Yeah, they just they didn't. They just don't. Right. Just men but drink. they thought it was funny. Did he drink? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Daddy's drunk. Daddy's yeah. drunk. Yeah, yeah, have you stayed in touch with them? Been, been uh, I stay in touch with her. Yeah. With the girls? With Yuka. The one who exchanged who had been in your house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... But so the most interesting thing that happened for the whole trip, and it's like by far the most interesting thing that happened, was that uh, halfway in, I, I can't remember how long I was actually there. It might have been it might have been six or seven weeks, but um, halfway in, I get a cold, and it rapidly turns into being sick, and then it turns into holy shit, this kid's really sick. And they're, yeah, they had taken me to the local doctor. He gave me something, and I got like worse after that, right? And it got to the point that they're giving me x rays because they're afraid that I have pneumonia. And I'm, I'm gonna, it's gonna be end of trip. I'm gonna be sent home. Typhoons do that to you. But the, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But the, uh, part of the problem was that Americans are just so antibiotic resistant because, like, you know, we treat, sniffles with Cipro. Sure. You know, yeah, they don't like, do anything on us anymore. Yeah, like, right? just give me AIDS medication. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, sir, your your immune system is yeah. quite robust. <laughs> give me the AIDS stuff. Yeah. Um, so, it's, it's like, they're very concerned that I'm going home. It's the sickest I've ever been in my life, right? Jeez. And uh, so, all, and it's, it's like crunch time, like, they're they're making the decision. There's calls going back and forth of like this kid's gonna have to go home. This sucks, you know. So Oli's like, I got one more idea. Oli, Oli's like, he's like a <laughs> witch doctor. We gotta get Oli on he's the a, He's a healer. Funny you should say that. Oh. So we get into his two-stroke Suzuki. 
which is nice. it's the shittiest Jeep in the world. It's basically a chainsaw on wheels. All right. And like, let's go. You gotta, yeah, you get a pre-mix, your gas and your oil. It's a piece of shit. So we wind all the way up this mountain. And well, first of all, driving there, I should have said, I, I got car sick more there than I ever had in my life because it's these tiny, it, it's, it's a bike path, right? Going around, wrapping around a mountainside. And they go... Balls of the wall, straight at each other, and at the last second they swear. Well, first of all, you're also on the wrong side for an American, you know. Oh, yeah. So you're, on, I'm on the wrong side. We gotta fix they're that. Going, it's <laughs> just Trump not done anything. Dude, this it's yet. a game of chicken, straight at each other, and then at the last second they both swerve off, so half their car is off. Jesus. And but they also bow on the way by really? because it's this tiny little Japanese town. Shit! Yeah, road rage and you bow. Oh, that's Oli. Dude, right. so I'm ready to throw up every time I'm in the car. But but now Oli's driving. Yeah, oh. so so always driving. He's got a couple in him, probably. Sure. Right? <laughs> so, He's like hitting every vending machine you noon. pass for a beer. It's noon. Yeah. He's drinking. So <laughs> we uh, so we go all the way up this like this creepy long ass road. It's like the the highest up a mountain that we've been the whole time, and we get to this shitty like clay and and like clay straw hut thing. <laughs> It's everything you could possibly imagine for a witch doctor, right? I'm picturing the grandma. In there, if this is America, yeah. Oli would be in prison. <laughs> yeah. Just taking a random 13-year-old kid driving He's up not a his. mountain. I have yeah. a long history of adults that I love that easily would have been in prison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The good old days. Yeah, yeah. I, I've, I've, been, time. I've been hit by a baseball bat, or I'm sorry, a wiffle ball bat by a guy that gave me booze when I was 14. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Love you, Petey. Uh, <laughs> Shout out. Shout yeah, out. So, uh, so, you know, we go into this, like, this weird-ass hut thing, and there's a woman that's 200 years old in there, and as soon as we walk in, and, and Oli is translating everything, and she's like, she says that you're sick. It's like, okay, well, you know, you go to a fucking witch doctor on <laughs> yeah. the top of a mountain. All right, genius. Yeah, it's pretty safe that the kid yeah. that looks like he's all fucked up. But she, uh, it's, it's the most awkward thing ever, is that he's a couple feet away. He's like as far as you are. And this lady comes up, and she's like looking me right in the eyes. <laughs> And she's just staring at me. She's this old-ass Japanese lady. And she starts to circle me. She's not touching me, but she's, like, circling me. And, like, it's like feeling my aura type sure. thing. And and Oli's just, like, grinning. You know, he's like, oh, this is crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's he's pumped. Like, he's getting to see he's a show. He's the bag. So she comes back around, and she's, like, she's just intensely staring at me. And she says, um, his neck is cold, mm. and I'm going to put my heart into his neck. <laughs> Uh-oh. So, and, and of course... That's a little creepy. And, and of course, this is from, hey, man, she said she's going to put her heart in your neck. <laughs> That's how he said it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. So he's like fucking Beavis and Butthead, you know, a few feet away. And this lady, she's inches from me. And it's like exactly what you could imagine of like throwing a fireball, just <laughs> puts the hands out. Oh, really? And she's like Street Fighter. And yeah, but <laughs> but she holds him there, and she's like shaking and staring at me right in the eyes. And at first, I'm just completely weirded out. After a minute, I start to sweat. After two minutes, I'm profusely sweating. She's do this for a minute. Yeah, and it goes on for for like three minutes. 
and she get and she like she gives him a bunch of tea and like you know some roots and herbs and stuff that I'm supposed to take, and she says he's sleeping with a fan on. What? Tell him to turn off the fan. He didn't. There was no conversation about that. What? I I was sleeping with the fan right on me. Mm. All right, so. I go home and after being sick for like, it was like, you know, a whole week that I like really sick. I go home and got into bed and sweat my dick off. Yeah. For like, and I, I wake up the next day, like more than 12 hours later, in a pool of sweat and I bounce out of bed. It's fine. Then you're cured. It's over. Really? It's fucking over. What? Yeah, and they're giving me like I'm still drinking this dog shit tea, whatever it is, just because she said to. And at this point, I'm a believer. And you start as a 13 year old kid. You kids don't normally sweat that much, right? No, like just on command. Obviously not on command, but even like kids don't sweat as much (laughs) as adults do. You sweat on command. No, adult. I've I've been I've been working on my acting. Good acting. Fart on command. (laughs) Cry on command seems easier than sweat. Insane. Yeah. So So, do you ever use fans the rest of your life, or you just like I would? I've never slept with a fan since. But so so here's the really crazy part is that you know my parents they're like. They're ready to like you know buy a ticket to come home early, and they're setting up. They're, they're trying to set up a consult with an American doctor. What do we do? Is there yeah. a way that we can send them stuff? And finally, get back on the phone. Like, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. And I was like, what do you mean? Oh, well, he took me to this healer. <laughs> you know, Oli. Yeah, yeah Oli <laughs> took me to this healer, and uh, she put her heart into my neck, and I'm fine what? now. My mom, my mom is evangelical Christian. Yeah. She's like, tell me more about this healer. I, 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 oh, I, she was interested. No, she's oh. scared. She's ready for him to join Waco earlier. <laughs> like, the good news is I didn't be joined. Uh, my mom is of that special brand of Christianity that if it's not Christian, it's Satan. Got it. So oh, she thinks you were. T- you, she thinks you went to Japan and met uh, so, uh, Satan. Yeah. Right so there's a. So it's like a couple weeks later, I come home and they literally Had like, exorcism? dude. My mom literally <laughs> took me to a, a, a pastor to discuss if they thought that I had some kind of spirit. In oh my me. god, no that's amazing! Way. Because it could have been a jinn. What's a jinn? A jinn is—it's uh, like an Asian curse that it's like a spirit that it's usually like an evil spirit that can be put into somebody. I have some uh, friends who married those, and, and they believe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got a few friends' wives who are jinns. Yeah, but uh, how long is it? Yeah, I mean, Holy it, dude, shit. it was years before my mom actually chilled out about it. That it's like you know, so they decide you didn't have a jinn. Yeah, they did a rule, but it's it, it it like, well, who cares? Who cares oh, what God it was? <laughs> yeah. By the way, did I tell you I started drinking over there? Yeah, yeah. 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 They don't yeah. even care. I got this guy Oli. They yeah. did. They did <laughs> find that out pretty soon. Uh, was, yeah, like the, some beers started going missing around the house. <laughs> Maybe you were possessed. When, I had, by the when I had the heart attack, I should have just gone up to. Gone up to the Oli, top of the mountain. Yeah, and just been like stare. Made me sweat for you had a few heart days. Attack? I had a heart attack. Yeah. How was it? But. It was pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> I, I went to the old. Uh, you just graduated. I was from... cardiac rehab. I wanted to tell you, I was like the best rower there. So put me <laughs> on the, if I could be on the cardiac uh, rowing team, Olympics, in, in national, yeah, or did yeah. you get a coxman or whatever? <laughs> coxman is de- way different than coxin. Or coxin, yeah. Coxin, coxin. I was the coxman. Cardiac. All right, Richie, we got some news to get to, but yeah, uh, before we do, you, uh, we want you to stick around and do it with us. But you got anything sure. to promote? Any shows coming up? Anything? This is. Or how do people find you? Um. 
you can find me on everything at Richie Redding, and at least a couple times a week, I put out a show called Really Real. Well, it's not a show; it's a one-minute video clip, uh, Really Real with Richie Redding of the shittiest news stories that you didn't need to know. Oh and, well, uh, we, we got some of those coming later. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, and you got a podcast, and I have a podcast called Pets and Punchlines, which is comics with pets talking to vets that I do with my girlfriend. It's just comedians talking about their dogs. And uh, if you, I'm, I'm doing a motherfucking boat show on July 25th. If you want to uh, come to a show on a boat, sweet. Yeah. Well, I'm in. That's what we're calling. Yeah, we should. Go. I'm in for anything on a boat. Me and Matt Richards are co-hosting it. Oh, he's uh, great. Yeah, it's a, it's this dope uh, Vietnam era uh, helicopter refueling ship, and it's a crazy story Wait, behind which, it. it it's, you or Matt Richards, who got a hold of this boat? Oh, for sure, me. Come on. Oh, really? Okay. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> come on, buddy. <laughs> So you got a boat? We're doing a show on a motherfucking boat. It's In New York City? Yeah, 125th and Hudson. Oh, that's, that's pretty far uptown, though. I don't know. I might be out. <laughs> yeah. Do a boat downtown. How do people, uh, don't worry. Those people don't go near the river. How do they find uh, out about the boat? How do, they, how do you get tickets? It's just on my social media. You'll find oh, it. Amazing. Yeah, it's going to be rad. This will be, be out right around that. Right, about a couple, Will you have uh, vending machines of beer on this boat or? Uh, no, but there will be booze. But, right. but the exorcism yeah. lady's coming. Oh, yeah, We got a lot from this pile of people I want to book for future episodes. Ollie. We definitely need Ollie. I think it's Witch Doctor's probably not alive. Nah. Well, she's got evil powers. Yeah, she yeah. can live forever. <laughs> she can be in the spirit like, realm. Yeah, 300 years old. She's 250 now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I'm like psyched that. that I got to tell that story. Though. I've yeah. never told that story. That's amazing. Yeah. Glad we did. All right, let's get to the news. Play the music. Back. First news story of the week today comes to us from the Shanghaiist. Our friends, it's like the Gothamist, but for Shanghai. Mm -hmm. Man in Taiwan pooped and peed in his building's water tank for one year to take revenge on his neighbors. And nobody noticed for a whole year? No one noticed. The man, surnamed Lin, was angry at his neighbors for causing him to lose out on a sweet deal where he made uh, $38 a month for renting out his, sub basically subletting his apartment. For, um, for 38 bucks? For 38 bucks a month. In or 38 bucks more than what he was paying? Or so, I don't no, know. literally $38. Uh, 12000 of whatever the Taiwan uh, dollar is. I mean, if you're paying that for a month, you shouldn't expect, anyway, you should expect your water to be shitting. These people, these people ratted him out. <sighs> they ratted him out for subletting, so he just took dumps in their water for the whole year. Wow. They all got sick. Everyone in the whole building got sick. <laughs> oh, they sick. did get sick. Oh, yeah. Okay. How did they figure out it was hit? I mean, I guess uh, Surveillance from... camera. Oh. So everyone was getting sick, and they couldn't figure out why, and they thought it might be coming from the water source, so they had a camera up on the water source. I guess he didn't... He just kept doing it. Yeah, what'd you get into they that? They found him. You just can't go in a toilet anymore. <laughs> it's a, video it's a him, lifestyle it's change. A video of him just taking a dump in the in the water. I wonder if he's related to the Chinese guy that played a joke and put pee pee in their coke. <laughs> Man, yeah, it could be him. Yeah, <laughs> same could guy. be the original. Yeah. This is why I mind my own business in my apartment building. I just feel like any you don't want to mess with your neighbors, you know. No, and the, my you, this could be a lesson for my apartment building because I got a lot of crazy people. You have nutcases. We've got the, there's a crazy there's a woman on who calls the police like every night. She's got elevator. She's got all sorts of complaints about people. She's calling social services on people. She's yeah. following people. She's a crazy. A lot of drama. The police are Somebody's going to be dumping. I live in, your in the projects and, basically. And, no, you live and, in a very nice. No, but it's like the projects because. We have that mentality. There's a lot of like, there's a lot of police presence. If I'm saying. Oh yeah. So I'm saying, true. but these, I could give them this idea because I, there's people I like better than other in this feud. 
Okay. You guys want to get back? Can but you, you don't want to get it back at everybody. Yeah, you it's punishing the whole building, right? If you could maybe just poop in some slight glasses. Yeah. Maybe there's certain there's water that goes to know which pipes people. go to which <laughs> yeah. apartment building. How do we find that out? Those would be fishy questions. Yeah, that would be so gnarly if you've been sick and then you find out that you've got E. coli from yeah. human poop. By your neighbor. But yeah. why do you care? I mean, I get why people don't want Airbnbs in their building because it's like people are short term and they don't really care about your building. But why do you care if a guy's subletting? I mean, come on. Also, just imagine. you're annoying. How bonkers this guy would go if he got beat out of a thousand bucks a month. I know, 38 mm. bucks a month. Like, Taiwan? Yes. 38 yeah. motherfucking dollars? And also, Taiwan's so not, then? it's not like it's a cheap, super cheap third world country. Like, Taiwan's pretty developed. That $38 doesn't go very far in Taiwan. $38, and you're going to poop in everybody's water. Every dollar counts. In Don't this world. fuck with that guy. Yeah, he sends a message. Might be what we call an outsized response. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Maybe a little bit. Bit reactionary, pal. Well, not proportional is what you're saying. Yes, like not yeah. Outstripping right. <laughs> the offense. This one's from Japan, in your honor. Local, Japan. Ali. JapanKYO.com. No. Kyo. I don't know what that means. JapanKyo.com. That's where it comes from. Japan's government wants men to use umbrellas. Mm-hmm. That's like an umbrella, but in the middle of the day, they call yeah. it a parasol. Parasol. I didn't know that term. Why? Uh, yeah, they, for health reasons. So the environmental ministry is hoping to change the perception that parasols are only for women, in part by touting the many benefits of parasol usage uh, uh, in the country. According to a research study by Nippon Industries, I feel like Nippon owns Nippon, everything out yeah. there. Right? Yeah. Nippon Industries. I feel like that's Acme of Japan. They're, yeah, they're everything. On account of Nippon they being don't, What's the, the reason to wear an umbrella? I, mean, what, I think it's like skin cancer. They're do saying you know about that, sunscreen? sunscreen? Is, so, you know China way better than I do. Yeah. I've heard that the root of sunbrellas is racism. Uh, you, it is, 100%. Because they, you don't want to be seen as dark. Yeah. They, oh, don't, yeah, they wow. don't want you thinking there's some fucking Filipino. Exactly. Yeah. 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 yeah there, there's I, a, there, there's so a, I don't think anybody should be using a man or a woman. Well, it wouldn't be progressive to use it, but it's it, also you're annoying. It's annoying when I see people in public and it's not raining out. And you have an umbrella open. Dude, I, what, I mean, it's super annoying. It, it, one yeah. of my most cherished memories of living in the hood, I, and I got a, uh, I had some social media post about it years ago. I had a picture of this guy. He was classic Dominican drug dealer, one leg up, you know, one pants leg up on the corner, like the most obvious drug dealer in the world with a sunbrella. Nice. Uh, <laughs> You can't be fucking and have a parasol, my dude. He didn't want people to think he was dark. Yeah. Yeah, he had a pit bull with him. Like, he had it all. That's (laughs) amazing. Yeah, in China, I assume Japan's the same. It's the idea that if you have darker skin, that means you work outside in the Mm. fields. Mm. And so then, therefore, it's actually, we have the same, we have the same bias. So for us, for basically for them, if you work inside, then your skin's pale, and then that proves that you're like a white collar worker. Oh, if, I thought it was well, yeah. So there, it is a class. Yeah, thing. but if you're if you're rich, thing. you have more time to just well, sit around that's and tan. Us. That's why we want to be tan because we. Oh, if, if you're middle class here, you work inside all day and you're pale. But if you're rich enough, you you're can go on vacation. You're and golfing. You're you're yeah, so we but, have the exact same thing. But just, it's deep seated. Yeah, because here it's that. like anytime someone says to you, "Oh, you got color," it's like always like an insult. Like it means you're not working hard. No, it's a compliment that you've been on vacation. But it's it depends. On the person saying, but we can all tell the difference between a golf tan and a roofer tan. Oh, sure, yeah, 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 yeah. 100%. (laughs) Yeah, I've never roofed or played golf, so I can't. (laughs) (laughs) All right, next news story of the week comes to us from 
I don't know what this one's for, but oh, Japol Japolonic. Oh, this Japanese Jalopnik. Is this the one? No, 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 no not oh. that one. Oh. Jalopnik. That's it. Jalopnik. Guy behind. Guy buys the Minnesota Zoo monorail for a thousand dollars. <laughs> this guy's a genius. This is a hero of the week. Yeah, I think he's my hero of the week. Gabe Emerson, a 36-year-old Alaskan native, uh, moved to the Twin Cities for graduate school, blah, 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 whatever. They were selling the monorail at the zoo. The Min- it's called the Minnesota Zoo, which I assume that means they only have one zoo in the whole state. No, well, I think Minneapolis. No. no, it's called the Minnesota Zoo. Ah, well. Anyway, he went to the Minnesota How Zoo. need a state. They had a monorail. <laughs> They've been out of business for like a couple of years, so he just bought it, and now he lives in it uh, when he goes oh, to visit his friends. He lives in it. He lives it's, in it like part of the year. He has like his house, and then in, out in the woods, he has this thing. It's a summer home. A on, summer. Who doesn't have a like summer, a summer monorail? Wait, yeah. So he got the. The, the train car. The train car. Th- did he get the actual rail as well as part of the deal? They it's, tried to make him buy the rail. He didn't want it. It seems like you could sell it off for scrap for yeah. way more than... Maybe they I mean, Can I tell you, shit. I've purchased for my kids the Disney monorail, like the toy version. Yeah. And I think that's like $200. So to get a real one, a real one for, for a grand, <laughs> yeah, it's quite a bargain. Yeah, I should have bought them that. He had this like property out in the woods, and so he put it out there. But he didn't build a house in it. You know, it's just like empty property. And he put it out there, and then it's five cars, yeah. and every car he's designed differently. And he like, has parties and everything out there. No way. Yeah. Monterey. I would just throw Simpson themed parties all the time. No. Just, yeah. So they said that one of, I'm not even kidding. It says that in one of the cars, he has a movie theme. He has like, he set it up as like a small Playing the Monterey episode? He plays the Monterey episode of The Simpsons all the time. Yeah. Like people come out and watch it. And he, uh, uh, that's, that's, that we have to go. We do a road. We just we do. A, can do we do a live pod from a monorail? Get him on the pod. Yeah, he's just getting corn-fed puss in a monorail. Just killing too. it. Do they have, is monorails like? Do they have the in China? They monorails that a big. Or is this, this feels like a very American. No, I mean, like, well, they have a real one that goes that's like goes through the city. It goes like three hundred miles an hour. Oh, like a real the one that actually works. And if you get hit by it, it's your fault. You're done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It doesn't touch. It's a maglev. Uh, elevated magnets. Elevated. So that's not even a monorail. It's a it's a magnet. Oh, train. I guess so. That's different. Yeah. What's the difference? A MAGA train? Magnet. <laughs> yeah. A MAGA train. Yeah. MAGA train. <laughs> Trump Trump's going to build a MAGA train. Trump built it out there. Get to you to the one North downside, K- he says, is Brockton <laughs> from Florida to Alabama. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus. On the Redneck Riviera. No. That's where it goes. The one downside, he says, is this monorail is that uh, it gets raccoons. It gets rac- raccoons love it. They can get in. Yeah. That's uh, like that's straight out of like the uh, Arrested uh, Development. You're going to get some hop ons. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I call the little one. What's it in The Simpsons? Oh. Freaking line, the little when he opens up the hood and the it's like a rat in the. I have you know, no idea. Squirrel, the squirrels in the mon, in the monorail. It's Simpsons episode. I haven't seen you, the episode. Oh my god! Isn't it possums? Yes. What do they call him? I call the little one. Hey, that's the line. Scratchy or bitey? Yeah, so like bitey. Bitey. I call him bitey. Yes. Yeah, bitey oh. and scratchy. I call the little one bitey. <laughs> Last story <laughs> of the week. I'm really curious your opinion on this. The last story of the week, again, from the Shanghai. Delivery girl in Chongqing, China, bungee jumps. That, that sounds racist. Yeah. That's the name of the city. Yeah, I Chongqing. know, but it, that sounds like something a redneck would say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's Chongqing. Yeah, yeah. Just four, uh, 30 million people live there in Chongqing. Mm. It's actually... Mid-sized city. It's like the 17th it's a, it's biggest mid- city. Yeah, in China. <laughs> <laughs> it's the St. Louis of China. It's the St. Louis. They're building an arch soon. Delivery girl in Chongqing bungee jumps off cliff to take hot meals to her colleagues each day. Get um, the she says fuck that out of here. She's, the trip. The trip used to be thirty minutes by car. Now it takes her only two minutes. But she, she, she's a so, delivery girl. Here's my question: tip or no tip? Oh my god, you got to tip that. 
Chinese people don't tip. They, yeah, but you have to do it really fast. That you just have to like hold the dollar up so <laughs> yeah. she can grab it. Oh, you're as right. Because yeah. like you're, you're only at zero for a very small amount of she time. Drops like, off the uh, when it hits its apex. Basically, yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, that's what the tip was designed for. When someone goes above and beyond, something that's thirty minutes becomes two <laughs> minutes. You get a show. Now these are the people we tip. Also, I mean, to be careful, the food doesn't get like I, I was carrying a box of cupcakes the other day. And uh, <laughs> this would be hard. I, I would. I just literally take them around the city, and I brought them into the office, and they're like all smushed up and messed up because <laughs> sure. I'm an idiot. But like, yeah, you got to do it with food. That's and look. That's I'm not talent. trying to put anybody out of a job, but um, couldn't they just drop the food without the girl on it? Mm. Drone in the bungee. Just lower the food. Actually, yeah. you're right. Yeah, you probably could. She actually yeah. put. Her, she put. Her, <laughs> wait, she put herself out of job because she came up with the idea. Yeah, then, she yeah. used to drive half an hour. Now she she bungee jumps every single Saves day. Saves on gas too. What's her life expectancy? We think it's a, that's when you get into that game. In just you a, know it's a short life. She's jumping up. <laughs> yeah, she's jumping, jumping off of a rural cliff. What in is China. her life insurance? Yeah, policy. you're just <laughs> farting in God's face. Yeah. <laughs> life insurance was through the roof for this lady. Yeah, but you got to do it for the thrill. Have you ever experienced the thrill of bungee jumping delivery? <laughs> I mean, I pizza delivered in, in Pennsylvania in a car, though. This could be a thing that you take tourists to do this. Yeah. What she if could... you get it wrong? Well, if the person the order? Like, Wait, <laughs> I said no cheese. <laughs> I'll be right back. This burger's well done. I'm on a no dairy diet. Uh, <laughs> this burger's so well done. Yeah, we can't say blue shirt there. I'm pretty sure been... she's not delivering burgers. Oh, what's she delivering? Off a rural cliff in China. <laughs> what do they eat there? Obviously <laughs> beef and broccoli. Right. Yeah. Uh, General Charles. <laughs> <laughs> I said no pork in this egg roll. <laughs> Come on. Is this gluten-free? <laughs> brown rice. Brown rice. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think that's it. That's the podcast. If you could do that it from your monorail, if you could order food to be delivered, to combine them into two genius ideas. This is that, the last thing I want to say is this is the thing we tip for. Caps was saying he went to the uh, ice cream truck the other day and the guy had a tip jar out. And this is like this. It's over the line in New York City, but these are the type of people who do just. Yeah, I mean the guys in the Orca crew doing that are in. I'm in a tourist area. He's already double charging me. What a Mr. Softy trucks in like a not exciting area. And now he wants, and now he wants tip a on, tip on top of the double charge. No, how about Seamless has uh, it automatically sets the tip to twenty percent. Right. Get the. Are they doing that? I don't. Yeah, do you don't seamless. touch it if you don't like. Yeah, if you don't, you have to like manually change it. But you know the tip can be twenty bucks on a delivery. There's a com- it's insane. There's a place in New York City where I do comedy. Um, you Ooh. might. I'm not sure. I don't know if I should. Na- we'll name. Don't, yeah. Maybe not. Maybe don't name names. So what Broadway. There. I'm not going to name <laughs> names. Stand up New York's the only comedy club in New York City. Yeah, exactly. This is the only one that matters. They have. I found out recently they have a restaurant attached to it, so it's not Broadway. But oh, yeah. they. Um, it's an automatic 20% tip, and then they come over and show you a tip thing yeah. for you to, like, to push the number. Yeah. So they're getting routinely 40% tips off right, of everybody. Right, because people don't read the And just hoping these drunks who are at the bar don't realize what they're doing. More than, because it's 20% on an already beefed up. You're right. Yeah. Compounding interest. It's they, the Lantern. Listen. I don't give a shit I'm saying it. Oh, the Lantern. They don't listen to my podcast. Yeah. The Village Lantern, everybody. These scumbags. Good on them. I'll be there don't on Monday tip night. When you're <laughs> there. When you're <laughs> there, don't tip because those waiters have been making don't so much extra money. The waitress they, told me once. Yeah, time. give them zero. She's like, oh, don't tip us extra because we're already charging you 20 Well, then you feel like you got to give her a few extra bucks because she tipped you. I did She not gave you a like tip that. to not get screwed. I didn't feel like that at no. all. I would tip this bungee jump late. Bungee jump from the Lantern roof. I want to see that. Just give them cocaine, guys. There we go. That's the podcast. 
podcast. <laughs> thank you for doing <laughs> it. Yes, give That's cocaine. all they want anyway. Come yeah. to Richie boat. Redding. Thank you very much for doing it. Yeah, man. check out this motherfucking boat show. Get on the boat, Cap. That's it. What should we do? Let's get lost. Get lost. Get lost.